here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. I am Jacob Watabe with Weekend Sports USA, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hi, I'm Olivia Hain, and I'm the Director of Public Relations at Great Coasters International, and you're listening to Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hi, I'm Mark, a.k.a. Swiss Coaster Enthusiast, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. I'm Austin from Park Hoppers Radio, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hello, my name is Paul Cooper from Thrill Voice Photography, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Yes, I accept the Coaster Challenge. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Coaster Challenge Podcast is here. It's time to face your fears. Get that theme park therapy and let us both your Coaster fears. Challenge Podcast is here. Your fear can disappear. We know that theme park therapy can dry up all your tears. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Yes, I accept the Coaster Challenge. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? We accept because you know we're not average. You're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. A journey where people become fearful to fearless, all from riding roller coasters. So please, secure your hats and glasses, and keep your hands and arms inside the podcast. It's time to accept the Coaster Challenge with your hosts, Kim Dykes. Hello everyone, this is Kim the Coaster Challenge podcast line producer, and I'm delighted for the opportunity to talk with my guests this evening. Today, I'm sitting down with Randy Davidson, a theme park enthusiast, family man, and multi-talented photographer from Virginia. Welcome, Randy. Hi, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I am so happy that we are finally able to connect with with each other and hear your story. We've become somewhat affiliated through social media, but I'm sure there's so much more to hear about you and your story. I'd like to start with you introducing yourself to our audience and telling me more about you. Hi, I'm Randy Davidson. I'm the uh, creator of uh, BGW PhotoFan, which is uh, started as an Instagram group and a Facebook group. Um, take photos for that. Um, I am a family man. I have my lovely wife, Andrea, uh, who's my partner in crime, uh, can't do anything without her. <laughs> she's, uh, she's the best. She's my best friend. I have uh, two older kids, uh, grown kids. Uh, one is out of the house. One is still with us. Uh, and uh, one is married and thankful for that. And um, I enjoy photography and I work a full nine to five job and trying to escape the theme parks as much as possible to, to escape that that nine to five job. Oh, I totally hear you there. My nine <laughs> to five job is I'm an elementary art teacher, 24 years strong. Wow. What is your nine to five job? I'm curious. I am a shipping lead for a company called Lieber. Uh, we build the big mining trucks that uh, you see on TV that are like huge trucks that haul massive amounts of dirt and coil, coal, coal, mm-hmm. And a bunch of other stuff, yes. We ship all around the world. Well, I tell you, I totally respect what you do. Going through college, my summer job, I'm sure your job entails a lot more than what I did. But it was enough to motivate me to keep going back to college and finish because I disliked it so much. Yeah. My dad worked 
in a factory in my hometown of Maysville, Kentucky. It used to go by Browning's and then it went to Emerson Power Transmission. Mm-hmm. Eventually, they basically made gears and sprockets, dealt with a lot of cast iron, cast iron dust, and you know, and that sort of thing. Hot, hot factory, no air conditioning, nothing. And yeah. uh, my summer job through college was to do shipping and receiving in that factory. Oh, and wow. I, and I was in yeah. this little tiny shoebox of an office. <laughs> It was so hot, you could hardly breathe. It was dirty. It was stinky. And it was one of those jobs when you were busy, you were slammed. And if you weren't busy, you were watching the clock. Yeah. I'm not not a clock watcher. Neither am I. Uh Uh-uh. And I was really busy doing stuff I didn't like doing. So (laughs) I knew I had to work. And kind of the family expectation was, you know, you're just going to work where your dad's worked for 38 years. And I'm like, over my dead body, I'm not doing this. <laughs> so that was a motivation for me. Even the school was hard to finish. Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy work. No, no, it's not. No. But it, no, no it's, I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful I have a solid job that I'm there. I've been there 13 years. And, uh, yeah. You know, I'm thankful for that. It pays pays my bills and it's mm-hmm. given me other opportunities and uh, thankful for that. Definitely thankful. Good. And I you know, I was thankful too for the you know, for that whole experience. The people I met were people that I will never forget. You know, and it was a stepping stone for me. Oh wow, yeah, yeah absolutely. On that path of what I wanted I to do and motivating going to take, take those experiences that you get from people and, and apply that to life and carry you carry those experiences on through your life. And, yeah. you know, and then later on, you're like, oh, wow, you know, I've got that experience before. I know mm-hmm. how to deal with mm-hmm. that. Those, yeah. are, those are important. All right. So the way our interview is going to work, the beginning of our interview, the first half is what we like to refer to as the fear journey. It's going to be kind of a walk back through time with your history of coaster riding, amusement parks, and that sort of thing. And then the second half of the interview, we kind of fast forward and launch out of the fear journey, time travel, I call it sometimes. And we'll talk about the Randy Davidson more of today and things that you have planned for the future. Awesome. All right. So with that said, we're going to go ahead and we're going to launch right into our fear journey. I'd like you to take a walk back in time, go back as far as you can, and tell us what your very first coaster is that you remember riding. My very first coaster that I remember riding was at Disneyland. It was the Matterhorn. Um, it was um, pretty scary for a young kid, you know, that big old tall mountain, because you, mm-hmm. you see that freeway in California when you drove up to it. You can okay. see it, and it's pretty tall. And Yeah, that was my first ride, Matterhorn. You know, Disney in California, Disney period, is not a place where I've actually been. That's a place where I'm hoping to visit California within the next couple of years. And Disney World, I went on a, a one trip there one time on a band trip in high school. I don't remember anything about it. So that uh, the, the Florida Disney we're planning on going to next year. 
going to make a trip out of that, and I'm hoping to make it out to California in a couple of years. Do you remember how old you were, approximately, when you rode Matterhorn? Probably seven, eight years old, maybe. Okay, so you were pretty young. Yeah, yeah pretty young. You know, and, you know, we're going to ride this ride, and we're going to do it, and I'm like, no. Oh. You know, I probably whined quite a bit about trying to get on that ride. It was pretty scary. You Did know. you have other family members that rode as well, or was it just you? It was it was uh, mostly uh, a friend that came with the family at the time that rode with us, you know. Okay. And of course, you don't you, you know you're just like, oh, I went with this my family and stuff, and we rode uh, rode this before is awesome. And you know, I heard, you know, I look at it, and it's just tall, huge to me as an eight year old, uh, tall, mm-hmm. huge roller coaster, and you know, it goes in and out. And, you know, you hear the screaming and you're like, what's this all about? I've never so it's pretty scary. I remember we would just take trips once a year to Kings Island when I was a kid. That was the extent of my amusement park experience for a long time. And I would stand and look at those coasters just in complete awe and fear. Uh, my family, I was the youngest of three. Oh, wow. Mothers. And they wouldn't let me ride anything. <laughs> I thought it was scary. Now, they would let me spin in circles all day long, which I hated. And oh, I still I can't. hate could never do circles. I can do circles per se now, but I cannot do tight, fast circles. Yeah. I feel sick. And it, it'll literally mess me up for the day. But I rode a few coasters. I remember my first one was Beastie. And then now wow. uh, Woodstock Express. Over the years, I rode Racer. I remember getting on King Cobra a few times, but I didn't really start riding much. I rode Vortex, I remember, on my senior trip in 1994. Wow. And I thought it was Son of Beast sometime when I was in college, but I didn't uh, really start riding much after that until 2018 when yeah. my son and I started getting into riding coasters. So, looking back on the coasters you've ridden through that fear journey, I mean, I noticed you already mentioned that Matterhorn was scary. Yeah, at eight years old, it definitely was. <laughs> you know, looking at the scare factor, what was the one out of all of them that you've ridden that would rate a 10 on the scare scale. Absolutely scared you the most. Um, the one that scared me the most before I wrote it, and, I, and your coaster guys are going to laugh at me a lot, is um, Griffin at Bush Gardens. And the reason oh, why yeah. that was, I mean, that was, now I ride it all the time, but that was yeah. very scary being that height. I had a, as far as sitting there at the height, sitting over the edge, looking over the edge, that mm-hmm. is uh, very scary and very intimidating to do that. But now I ride that all the time. I enjoyed that. Now I'll ride in front and love it. So now were you a kid when you rode that? No, it was actually an adult. And what scared you? The height, it? the height, the height, mm-hmm. looking down over, you know, and the stopping at the top, you know, you get stuck up here, you know, anxiety creeps yep. in in your brain and you start thinking about things and you're like, wow, that's, that's what happens if the train sticks here or stuck over the edge and how are they going to get me down? And, you know, what's going to happen, you know, but, uh, 
Now I love that ride. That's an awesome ride now. But it, you know, first yeah. time I saw that, that's pretty pretty scary. Well, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I know now dive coasters, they're pretty you know, if you've ridden if you've ridden one, they're kind of similar. But oh, yeah, absolutely. The first dive coaster I rode was at Cedar Point. Wow, Raven. And I remember the same thing. The first time I rode it, and I was afraid getting it, you know, at the top of that drop and just sitting there. Yeah. Hanging sitting out and down. And looking down. If you're not used to that, it it affects you. It hits you. Oh, I, yeah. can't I can't remember it as being, I guess, one of the scariest, but I do remember I was pretty darn nervous. Yep. That first ride, for sure. So, as you were getting on Griffin the first time, do you remember how you were feeling when you approached the station? Oh, yeah. I was really anxiety-ridden. <laughs> Had a lot of anxiety about it. Had, um, you know, a lot of apprehension about it. Mm -hmm. Mine yeah. were very similar to what I we discussed, you know, before we got started, like anytime I would do public speaking, when I would get nervous, the yeah. same thing would hit me when I was in line for coasters. It scared me. Yeah. My palms would get real sweaty. I'd get cotton mouth real bad. Like and it, a thirst that just could not be quenched. Yeah, exactly. Well, my heart pounding. Couldn't breathe right. Yeah, exactly. I get all the feels. Yeah, That's, definitely, definitely gives you all the feels, and you're you got get the nervousness, you know. But yeah. um, but that's that's something you learn to conquer, you know. It's, Absolutely. You know, I, had, I had someone that was encouraging enough to get me on it and walk me through it, and you know, was going to be there through it, and that that was important. So that and helped. Tell you, yeah, and I'll tell you what helped me a lot when I first started riding coasters, and I'd be, talk about people laughing at you. I'm sure people will laugh at this. I used to ride with my eyes closed mm -hmm. because I was scared. Oh, yeah. And I don't even remember when. I think it was, it was, I rode Vortex. I didn't even want to ride it. I was scared to death of the thing back at 1994. And even though I rode that first ride with my eyes closed, I remembered it felt good and I liked it. That was back, you know, when it ran really well. Yeah. And um, I'm like, I, I need to try that again with my eyes open. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I don't remember how many times I did it. And I would just kind of creep, pop my eyes open here and there for a few rides. <laughs> and if I got too scared, I closed my eyes again. I don't remember how many times it took me to start opening my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but I realized... Part of the fear was not seeing what was happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That caused fear. That caused more fear than anything. <laughs> and I realized it was actually a lot more fun when I opened my eyes and enjoyed the ride. I don't yeah. remember how many times it took, but it was a whole different experience with my eyes open and closed. That's for sure. That's like my wife. I mean, my wife just started riding coasters again here two years ago, and she wouldn't ride forever. And she oh, really, wow. conquered, she really conquered her fear. And has now ridden pretty much, will ride pretty much anything now. So she's, oh. she's really uh, come a long ways herself, uh, stepping out of her 
comfort zone, her anxieties, her fears of, of riding those rides. And she's, you know, she's rides pretty much anything. Um, she's even conquered, you know, uh, what she was feared with, uh, um, uh, sorry, my brain went dead at Carowinds, uh, Fury 320. Fury 325. Yeah, 325, sorry. Yeah, and and uh, she's conquered that, and she rides that. Like, that's one of her favorite rides, I think. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fury was one of mine that I was deathly afraid of the first time I rode it. This was before I was an enthusiast. It yeah. was 2019, and I was actually so scared that on the first visit, I chickened out on the night rides and left the park. I wouldn't even ride it at night. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's it's hard to believe that we travel to Carowinds once a year now just to Marathon Fury. Yeah, exactly. That's a great, that's a great item there. Fantastic. I love Fury. It just yeah. took getting out, took getting the fear out of me to love Fury the way it deserves to be loved. <laughs> I'll put it yeah, that absolutely. way. Yep, exactly. Yeah, we, went back, right. we went back in 2021 and I remember we did, we got 25 rides on that trip, but that was post COVID. So the park was still closing early. Oh, wow. Yeah. Didn't get my first night rides till we went back last year and we, we stayed, we did, I remember we were, we count rides when we go, we did 35 rides that day. Yeah. And then we went back to Winterfest and I think we got 10 rides that night. Nice. So it's so therapeutic for me. You know, I, some of the coasters I love, you know, for the intensity of the insanity, you know, like Iron Gwazi. When I, but I never wrote that yet. I'm still, still oh, it's my, it's my, it's my number one. It's, if I, it's my number one. If it could be a number zero, that's what it would be. <laughs> it stands that far ahead. Yeah. Uh, Three hundred sixty-four coasters I've ridden so far. Wow! But Fury for me is just a uh, Fury is a different experience. It's very, it's just an easy ride. It's great stress relief. It's just so much fun. Oh, yeah. It's smooth. It's fast. It's yes. It's, it's effortless. Riding. It's effortless riding. Yeah. Just ride all day. I like that. Yeah. No, I call it the healing power of the sting. It's just. <laughs> That's a great, yeah. great example. That's a great uh, analogy of that one. Definitely. And I've heard this year that Fury speakers are fixed, so we're really excited to go back and hear the speakers full power. My son loves the speakers. <laughs> oh wow! I didn't even know that. You know, oh, they were quiet last year. Something yeah. was up with Fury speakers, and my friends that are down there now tell me that they're fixed. So he's really happy about that. Now so, to go back again. Yeah, looking back on that first ride on Griffin. You were so scared going through the station and getting on the ride. How'd you feel when you got off? Oh, I was, I couldn't believe I did that or accomplished that and did it, especially wrote the front row. That's, that's the, um, the great part of it is that, Hey, I did it. You know, I lived to see it and I didn't die, you know? So that was the exciting part. And, you know, it, it kind of like, okay, I can do that now. You know, that's, that's, that's one, one step further than I was before. And it's, uh, it's awesome. It was an awesome feeling. I love that. I loved, I, I, what you said, you lived to do it and you didn't die. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a quote to stick with. <laughs> I did it and I didn't <laughs> die. 
didn't die. Did you die? Nope. Then you, you're. It's oh, all let's tell that. So I have to do it again. Yeah. So looking back, you know, you said you were an adult when you wrote that. Did it impact your life in any way at that point in time, or did you notice impacts later on? Well, it just, it just, that's just one another another ride that I was able to conquer. That you know had a fear. I had a fear behind it, and I you know, help me ride other rides, you know, like Intimidator. Mm -hmm. There is another one in King's Dominion that is very oh yes, intimidating, you know, and um, I got to, you know, that's another one that really scared me to do and finally had one with a friend. It was his birthday and he says, well, you got to ride this at least twice with me. Oh man, I really, uh, I don't know about this. Rode with him and, and yeah, I mean, it's just another one that we conquer one at a time. Just check them off, you know, another fear down, another fear down. Yeah. And like me, I didn't really notice as I was overcoming fear and riding coasters. I mean, some of the, some of the more memorable ones for me, you know, were that first, you know, I finally put my hands up on Diamondback that kind of started my life as an enthusiast. Then I had to overcome crazy inversions. I went on to Banshee. That scared me that the first time. And then the other ones that really stand out in my mind as being a freaking big deal, you know, on the fear factor. We're fury just because of the sheer monstrosity of looking at that thing. I know, it's huge. Oh, it's extremely intimidating. And um, Top Thrill Dragster. Up at I never got to ride that. I've never been up there. But I, I wish that's one... One fear that I wish I had been able to go and conquer and do. So I mean, you can still ride King to Caw at Six Flags Great Adventure. Okay, I have to try yeah, that. We, one. Went, we went to Six Flags Great Adventure last July, and I really enjoyed King to Caw. Some people, some people give it hate because of the restraints. They say it's got a rattle, especially towards the back. It didn't bother me, but if you yeah. think rattle is going to bother you, go towards the front. Just push your head out of the restraints a little bit. It didn't bother me at all. Oh, I, really, wow. I really enjoyed it. And I'm usually not an over-the-shoulder restraint person, but the way these came out from my body, I was able to keep my head out of the restraint fine. It didn't, it didn't bother me, but I know some people have a different opinion on that. Yeah. And that's okay. But, you know, looking back at those coasters that I mentioned, I didn't really realize how it was impacting my life then until I realized how it impacted my life later. You know, I was like, okay, you know, weight loss. If you can get your head together 400 feet in the air and you're not afraid of anything, you can keep your head together in the kitchen. Yeah. You know, codependency used to be a big problem of mine. I would do and do and do for everybody else. Never really stayed how I was feeling about it, sacrifice myself. Yeah. And all of a sudden... I'm able to be assertive when I need to be assertive. Yep. Learning learned, those balance. Yeah, I've learned to use the word no <laughs> and I've learned to stand by it because otherwise you, you can't drain. You cannot drink from an empty cup. Yeah. You don't Definitely take care can. of yourself and, and prioritize taking care of yourself. You get to the point where you're a mess for everybody. Yeah. yeah. You're not nobody. Yeah. And so, you know, just assertiveness, confidence, 
being able to speak in front of people, being able to do what I need to do for myself so that I can be the best I can be for other people. You know, these are just all the impacts that fear facing has had on me. And I didn't realize it was happening until certain circumstances just presented themselves. And then I'm like, said, I'm like, I can't believe I did it. Wow. <laughs> exactly. How about that? And, you know, and then you want to do it again. And again and again. Exactly. And it's, it's an amazing feeling when that happens. So let's talk about some fun stuff now. Awesome. One of my most enjoyable things about, you know, riding coasters and getting to know all the people I've met and being in parks are these moments that literally just happen out of nowhere. And after the fact, it's like another, another scenario of, wow, I can't believe that just happened. <laughs> so feel free to interpret this question any way you choose and respond any way you feel like responding. Looking back on all your experiences on coasters and in parks, even with photography for that matter, because that's going to be the main topic of our interview later on. What's been your craziest experience that you can remember as oh, an enthusiast? Wow. That's great. That's that's a hard that's a hard question. I've had so many great in you know meeting all the awesome people that I've met and stuff and met some so many different people and so many things. Um, I don't really have a crazy story. Um, had lots of fun. Had a lot of crazy fun times, you know, riding coasters, meeting a lot of different people. But as far as like a crazy, I don't know if I have a crazy, crazy story, but basically, Anything you know, unexpected. Yeah, the unexpected, the unexpected thing about, being a coaster and a theme park enthusiast is the people that we've met. There are so mm -hmm. many people, the coaster community, the people that work at the parks, the, the people that, that are members and people that go to those parks all the time. We've gained so many friendships out of that to where like, it's just, it's amazing. Um, friendships that last a long time, la lifetime. Um, you know, coming from California where we came, we pretty much kept to ourselves. We didn't do a whole lot of communicating with a lot of different people and hanging out with a lot of different people. And this is really doing this has really helped myself and my wife a lot in uh, meeting and reaching out and being stretched to to uh, engage people and learn to uh, work with people and and. Uh, enjoy the same kind of enjoyment they get out of coasters that we do in theme parks and stuff like that. Hang around people that are the same as, as us. If that makes sense. Oh, it makes perfect sense Yeah, for me. And you know, that's kind of what led me to being on this podcast, the people. Oh, definitely. And you know, the people that I've met have had such a positive impact on me. I'm like, I want to be able to do this more for other people and talking about crazy. The craziest thing for me now is literally 
any park I walk into, because I mean, especially in the summer when I'm not working, I am literally here, there, and everywhere. I'm hardly ever home during the summer. That's my peak travel season. And I was joking with somebody the other day. I said, it's true, though, because I'll randomly get invited at the last minute to different places, this, that, and the other. And I'm like, can I squeeze that into this calendar? Sure, I can squeeze that in. I said, but I'll have to literally sometimes look at the calendar from day to day to remember where I'm supposed to show up. But funny part about that is, a lot of times, too, you know, especially if I'm going on trips for new coasters, I don't go with friends. A lot of times it'll be mainly my son and I just riding because, like, after we get the credits, we want to go marathon the good ones. Oh, you know, yeah. so we'll try to show up and we know a lot of people aren't going to be there. And, you know, marathoning's not something I'm going to go do if I've got, you know, other people with us. Yeah, you think about what they want to do as well. But um, literally just about everywhere I go, I will find people that I know or that know me. They know who I am. They will introduce themselves. (laughs) Stop. That's always funny. And the, the world just keeps getting smaller. Yeah. And when you see good friends, a lot of times, like, you don't even know they're going to be there. And yeah. it doesn't matter how long it's been since you've seen them. It feels like you just saw them yesterday. You yep. pick right back up where you left off. And there's just no other feeling like it at all, you know. Yeah. It's always great to see people that you, you know, that you talk to or you see or you ride coasters with or you mm-hmm. do theme parks with you know and you see them at other theme parks and, and stuff and it's funny when i first started uh uh bgw photo fan um we'd start going places and stuff and it's like oh aren't you randy from bgw photo fan mm-hmm. like at first it's like my wife was like you can't go anywhere without being noticed uh-huh. like yeah. and we went to dollywood you know and she's probably thinking that eh, no one's gonna know you down here mm-hmm. oh yeah <laughs> it happens again yeah, and it's fun. It is, and I'll tell you though, the part of, the part that shocks me the most, it, this has only happened a couple times, is when people say they've seen me before, but they were like afraid to talk to me. I'm, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just a school teacher from Louisville that rides coasters. And I'm on a <laughs> podcast, that's about it. Yep, I'm same way, I hear that, you know, it's like, oh, I saw you at so-and-so, and I really want. I wanted to come talk to you. And I was like, "Well, why didn't you?" I'm I'm the easiest guy to talk to. Yeah. I'll just talk. I, I talk to random people. I don't even know mm-hmm. all the time. And uh, you know, I love talking to people. I love hearing their stories, and what 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 they're doing, what's going on in their lives, what what they're enjoying about the theme parks, the coasters, and 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 they love sharing those stories too. And I love listening to those. Yeah, and I'll tell you, it doesn't take much effort. To stop for five minutes of your day, be kind, and yep. make somebody's day. Oh, absolutely. I, really doesn't require much effort at all, and the rewards are infinite. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, it is. I, I've always, I've always been, you know, do something that, uh, that do something kind each day for someone that can't yes. do it for themselves. 
do as know, much good as you can for as many as you can. Absolutely. And, uh, and you know, that's what I, I, we enjoy doing. So yeah, same part here. of our, yeah. Okay. So a popular topic amongst enthusiasts is coaster rankings and some of my more entertaining conversations come from people talking about their favorite coasters, least favorite coasters and that sort of thing. I am going to ask, and you know, different people do different things. Do you count coaster credits? I do not. I do not. I mean, cause I've done it so sporadically in between the years mm-hmm. okay. and, and I've never really kept count. And I've tried kind of looking back at what I've done and, it was too hard to keep track of that. So yeah, and it's unless you can remember for certain. Yeah. Which ones you've ridden, I can see how it can become very. When I when I put together a list, I when I went especially when I started counting, I went back and I would only put the ones down that I was sure. Yeah, I mean, because there's ones that rode at Magic Mountain in California, but I don't mm-hmm. remember all of them. You know, it's so long ago. And then you know, of course, there's ones at Knotts, and then. Disney, of course, and then a few others. Okay. And so, but I, you know, when I got here, road coasters more when I got here back, uh, back to Virginia than I did anywhere else. Okay. And, you know, Virginia, that's a place I'm going to probably wind up visiting indefinitely, at least once a year now <laughs> when we go, <laughs> when we go down to Carowinds. At first, I said I wasn't going to go back. To Virginia this year because we were just back down. We wrote, we got, we went to Bush Gardens, Kings Dominion last summer, and then we were back down there again over Winterfest. So I'm like, okay, you know, I've got my Pantheon fix. I've got my, you know, Twisted Timbers, Intimidator 305. I'm good for a while. Well, then they said Dark Coaster was open and opening. I'm like, well, I can hold off on that. Well, then I discovered that my, Bush Seas Pass that I had, my Platinum Pass, automatically uh-huh. renewed at the same rate that I'd been paying. I thought the price was going to increase. Oh, yeah. It didn't. So, I kept that pass. I used the crap out of it when I was down in Florida for <laughs> spring break. I'm like, what the heck? I still got this thing. We're going to be back down at Bush Gardens, Williamsburg this year too. I guess we're going to ride Dark Coaster. So, whenever that, whenever I figure out when that trip's going to be, it'll be something. Make sure, make sure you let me know. We'll uh, get together. I'd love to get together, guys. And I, I won't, I won't hold you up from riding the coaster. So we'll just say hi and take some pictures for you. Oh, you're good. (laughs) And you know, I love to take time to talk. I like love to take time to talk to people too. To me, that's just as much fun, sometimes more fun, and definitely more rewarding than just riding coasters. Yeah. Because I wouldn't be riding coasters if it wasn't for the people that had got me involved. Absolutely. That's perfectly said. So, out of the coasters you've ridden, what is the one that you would say you enjoy more than any of them? Fury. I guess Fury is one of my my favorite. And then... um, I like, I, I'm probably different than a lot of people as far as how I feel about things. Uh, Fury, and then I like Lightning Rod at, at Dollywood. Those two are okay. amazing. And then Velocicoaster, of course. That was, that was, Whoa, that was yeah. 
that's amazing. You know, those are probably my top three. And then, you know, probably I love Pantheon. You know, I don't know if it's in my mm -hmm. top five, but, you know. I agree. It's to me, it's it's a fantastic coaster. It's not quite Velocicoaster. Oh, but no. it's still it's still in my top ten pantheon. Yeah. Yeah. It would probably be in my top ten. But uh, you know, Velocicoaster, Fury, uh uh Lightning Rod at Dollywood, those are amazing rides to me. I so those. those are all great coasters, but they're very different coasters. What is it about each one that appeals to you? Um what is the Fury is just is just a great ride. I mean, it's just it's just it's like Apollo's chariot. At, I know I'm gonna get flack for this. The Apollo mm -hmm. chariot of Bush Gardens on steroids. Oh yes, it's smooth. It's you know it's kind of fast, faster than that, obviously. Um, that dive, that first dive, is amazing, and just just the way it is. It's just it's mm -hmm. just a great ride. Um, Velocicoaster, it's in a, to me, a league, of, a league of its own. I mean, I haven't rode as many coasters as a lot of people, and it's a coaster that rides, it's just, it's intense from start to finish. Yes. I mean, it's, it's, there's not no breathing room in between. You're, you're going and there's no like, oh, mm -hmm. look at there. I don't remember anything, anything around that was going on at that time, except that ride. It was just amazing. And uh, it's just intense. And then, Lightning Rod in, in, at, uh, at Dollywood is kind of the same. It's got the airtime. It's got the, the hills. I love that that takeoff. You know, you're taking off right up the hill, you know, right away. And uh, those 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 airtimes are pretty amazing. Okay. Now, Lightning Rod for me, now hear me out. There's no such thing as a bad RMC, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. There's three categories of RMC. There's good, better, and best. It's my favorite <laughs> manufacturer. There's no bad RMCs. So yeah. I'm not dissing on Lightning Rod. Please don't give me any hate. Nah, I, I, don't take, but, I don't take any of it personal. So. No, I'm talking to listeners too. Don't send yeah. me DMs. Well, why are you dissing on Lightning Rod? Yeah. It's fun, but um, it doesn't have any inversions. And I love inversions. Yeah. Yeah, so for me, that kind of moves it down. Plus, last couple of rides I've had not had on, particularly towards the back, there were a couple of potholes that hit real hard. Oh, wow, yeah. So I'm going to be back this year, later in the year, to ride Big Bear Mountain and get some of the, a uh, couple of the new mountain coaster credits in the area. So I'm hoping, knock on wood, Lightning Rod will be open that day yeah. and I'll get to see how it's this year because it definitely runs different from visit to visit when we're lucky enough for it to be open. <laughs> well, and, see, that was the thing that, was the thing that broke my heart is because we were, we planned a trip to Dollywood and um, I've been there twice now. And mm -hmm. uh, my, my sole purpose of course was to ride lightning rod because that's yeah. one of the ones yeah. I wanted to ride. And um, sure enough, the the uh, week before we took off, they had said that they were going to close it for the year. I was like devastated. I was like mad the whole trip. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. I would have been devastated. Um, the uh, one of our other producers on the podcast, Andrew, one of his white whales. I mean, he grew up in New Jersey. He still hadn't been on El Toro, 
and yeah. his favorite manufacturer is Intamin. Oh, and wow. he went back, he went last year. I had gone to Six Flags Great Adventure just in July and gotten in on El Toro literally the week before he was supposed to be at Six Flags Great Adventure and shut down for the rest of the year. Oh wow, that's that's that's. I oh no, what? no, but yeah. it does look like it's going to reopen. They've they've yeah, done a lot cool. of they've they've really done extensive track work on it, so. Hopefully one of these days that'll be open for him as well. But, and you, know, and you mentioned Velocicus, you're talking about the intensity. One thing that stuck with me about that ride, because this doesn't happen to me on very many rides at all. Like only rides, there's only two rides that actually have me completely out of breath consistently by the end of the ride. And that's Iron Gwazi and Voyage. Those are my top two. Wow. But Velocicoaster, every single time, that second launch tunnel, I can't breathe through the launch tunnel. Wow. I yeah. love it. I mean, it literally just takes my wind. Yeah, it's an and intense ride. I love it. It is. And any coaster that does that to me, you know, especially that's that rewritable, you know. Yeah. I'm not Absolutely. trying to black out or anything like that. I'm fully awake for the experience. I just can't breathe. I uh, <laughs> absolutely love it. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's so, like uh, the, la the launch, the launch uh, another ride at Universal that we got to ride that I was not going to ride. We ended up, I enjoy it. And I'm probably a lot of, you know, a lot of people don't like it is the Hulk. I, that launch alone out of that, that tunnel is amazing. Oh yes, yes. That's that's an amazing ride. I'm I'm so glad yeah. we decided to ride that. So mm -hmm. that is one of my favorite. That's one of my favorites down there as well. Only thing with Hulk for me that's a problem can be, but it's not a big problem because I've managed to figure out ways around it. I'm only five foot three. The over the shoulder restraints. I don't like that. I have to hold on and keep my head back to keep my head. Oh, yeah, from bumping your head all around. around. If it weren't for that, it would be perfect. Yeah. But it's still the best coaster of its kind. I very much yeah, enjoy it. amazing coaster. So let's go to the opposite end of the totem pole here. Let's go from those favorite coasters that you love. Are there any coasters that you've ridden and you're like, Okay, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> You're one and done coasters. It was in Tennessee Tornado in Dollywood. Really? Tell me more about I, that. That's I, interesting. I, I, rode, I rode that, and that kind of really messed me up for the whole day. It was real shaky. It was real. It did. It messed me. And a friend of ours that went with us, uh, she was she was pretty messed up too the rest of the day. It just. I will never ride that ride again. It was just what that happened? bad of a ride. That's actually, know. for me, it's interesting because for me, it's, I'm not a huge fan of of old arrow loopers. Okay, let me yeah. make that clear. Yeah. The majority of them beat the crap out of my head or yeah. box yeah. my ears. Tennessee Tornado is one of only a couple yeah. that I'll actually ride a few times. What is Never it again. about 
the sea tornado that was so bad for you? I don't know really what, I don't really have an answer. When I got off that ride, I usually don't feel sick and I usually don't feel disoriented. Okay. And when I got off, when I got off that ride, I was sick feeling and disoriented. I mean, I, I lost okay. probably a good two hours of time after feeling it from that. And I, I just wanted to did that. I mean, I can ride Loch Ness and I don't get that okay. way. It's a, it's a rough ride also, mm-hmm. uh, but, but, uh, that Tennessee tornado was, uh, yeah, I'll never do that ride again. Never. So That is definitely a hot take. An audience, don't be sending him hate messages <laughs> over Tennessee tornado. That's a yeah. hot take for sure. But I, I, I mean, my, my, whole, my whole coaster thing is a lot different than a lot of people. Um, I have a lot of different takes, a lot of different things. I don't follow a lot of the guidelines that everybody wants mm-hmm. you to follow you know I, I i have my reasons for liking stuff and just like they do so you know and the way i see it is this is a hobby yeah and everybody does it their own way and oh, one of the things that's been definitely the most educational for me being a producer on the podcast is having conversations with so many different people about coasters and realizing everyone has a different experience. Oh, absolutely. Okay. There's no rights. There's no wrongs. No. And anyone that wants to talk down to somebody or make fun of their opinion and really be serious about it needs to go find another hobby. <laughs> yeah. Because people people yeah. Way I see it is, if you enjoy it and you're having fun, I'm happy for you. That's right. It's my money. I'm paying for it. And if it's the fun I'm having, that's the fun I'm having. And a story. Yes. So um, you've also said, you know, in addition to being, you know, coaster enthusiast, you're also a theme park enthusiast. I'd like to know more about that because, you know, some people, coaster enthusiasts, show up literally just to ride coasters. That's all they do all day long is ride coasters. They're not much into the full theme park experience, but you have communicated that you are very much not just about the coasters, but the whole entirety of the theme park as a theme park enthusiast. I'd like to know what are some of your favorite parks you've visited and what are some bucket list parks that you'd like to visit in the future? Oh, definitely. Um, I've visited, um, since we moved to the East Coast, I still have a lot of, on my bucket list to, to hit. But we've done Dollywood, Carowinds, uh, King's Dominion, of course, uh, Bush Gardens being my home park. Um, we've done uh, uh, SeaWorld, which has Mako, which is another one mm-hmm. I love. Oh, Mako's um, fantastic. Yeah. And uh, SeaWorld and then Universal and Islands of Adventure. Uh, we've done all those, and I love I love going to the different parks and seeing the different aspects that they present. Coasters mm-hmm. are what I like of that. It's only probably a percentage of what I like. Yeah. I like I like going there. I like seeing the shows. Uh, being a photographer, I love shooting the different shows. I love shooting the different people that are at the parks, and you know the different different things that they have going on at the parks. You know, and um, 
I really enjoy that. I really love seasons at different parks. Dollywood is absolutely beautiful. They do a beautiful job. It's probably my second favorite besides Bush. Dollywood is the most beautiful park besides that I've been to, you know, and what they do during their seasons is amazing there. You know, we've been there during their, their, uh, their fall and their Christmas type thing. And it's absolutely amazing. Well, and I can tell from the work I've seen that you do on social media, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of photographers out there on social media, that sort of thing. I see a lot of different pictures. And your pictures really caught my attention because, I mean, you can take pictures at a park and you're talking about the seasons and the photographs you produce make it look almost like a new park. Like it's been transformed. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it, you. It's <laughs> that's, that's a big compliment because yeah. your pictures to me stand out is, wow, you know, this guy's got really got something special going on here to, you know, take a park that I've, you know, I've been to several times. I've seen hundreds of pictures of, and then when I see your pictures, it's like I'm seeing it for the first time. This is a really cool thing. That's, that's an awesome compliment because that's what I like. I like, I like to try and present it in a, in a different view. I try and look at things differently than most people and try mm -hmm. and show things a little bit differently than other things. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people that work there that, do amazing jobs there and you know that are a part of that and um uh, i just like presenting the part like bush gardens in, in a way i mean i've been there a million times not a million times but oh, quite a few times and i'm always looking for a different way to present the park because it's so beautiful and some people just look at certain things and you know oh there's there's the clock tower you know in, in the beginning yep everybody's taking a million pictures of that but what's a different angle of that? What's a different way yes. of looking at it and, and yes. presenting it to someone that, that hasn't seen the park and go and say, wow, I really would love to go to the park because look, I've never seen that before. I, I would, that's something that, you know. Mm -hmm. And I've looked at some of your photos and I was like, it can be parks I've been to many times and I'll see things and I'm like, how did I miss that? <laughs> you know, it'll stand out in your photo. And so, Thank you. you know, the next time I'm there, I'm like looking around trying to find it and that sort of thing. Um, so you've definitely got a talent for the different in a good, in the best of ways. Just keep harnessing that and rolling with it because you're doing an outstanding job. Thank you. Um, you've talked about some of the favorite parks you've visited. Do you have any bucket list places you want to visit in the future? Oh my gosh, that list is so big. Um, Definitely Cedar Park. Top of the bucket list. <laughs> top of the bucket list. Yeah. Oh man, I, I really want to go to Hershey. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely go to, like to go there. I definitely want to go to uh, uh, Cedar Park, you know, and do do that. And there's so many other ones, but those those ones I I definitely want right now on the bucket list is Hershey. I definitely do that. Go to Knobles. Yeah. Uh, do that. And uh, ride those, and ride what they have there, and experience that, you know, and uh, experience Hershey, their way of how they do their theming stuff there. Uh, yeah, Hershey Park is definitely a different experience. Yeah, and uh, you know, definitely, definitely love to do those. I, I'm be honest with you, with my Bush Pass, I still have never been to Bush Gardens 
Tampa. So that was on the list this year, but that got kind of scrubbed. So, but that's, that's, uh, you know, on the bucket list, definitely. Those are probably my top three to go to right now. And I'll, if I can give you a bit of advice, when you go to visit Hershey Park, you're talking about Knobles. Six Flags Great Adventure is literally right there. Oh, really? That's awesome. Oh, yeah. It's not a long drive between these parks. And also Dorney. Oh, yeah. That's another one definitely on the bucket list. It's in that area. So if you can, if you can make it all in one trip. Yeah, I would highly recommend it. That's what we did last summer. I mean, just we did like a day, about a day and a half at Six Flags Great Adventure had a ton of time to wow. do all the credits and get. Oh, gosh, we were Jersey Devil like 25 times an hour. We wow. had 12 rides on Toro, so we only ran one train, which was still good for one train. Yeah. And, um, we had like 10 rides, I think, on King to Call. We got every credit in the park. We had a great time. And um, Hershey Park is one of those. I'd recommend at least a couple of days. It's just, it's its own level of busy all the time. Oh, but, wow. But start in the back of the park. Because, like, when we walked in, Candymonium, you know, is like the showpiece right now. Of course, they're building Wildcats Revenge. That's going to open this year, too, which I'm very excited to get there and ride. I'm just not sure when that's going to happen yet. But um, when we walked in, Candymonium was like a two-hour wait as soon as you got in at opening. Oh, wow. And it's right in the front of the park. <laughs> so we went to the back where nobody was. Started the back of the park and worked our way forward. And that worked out great. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. That's good. Good yeah. advice. Oh, yeah. I mean, it worked out great because everybody's huddled at the front. Make a beeline for the back and then, you know, make your way forward. And by the time we got through the entire park, got all the credits and we're ready to start doing some re-rides and stuff. Candymonium was down to like 15, 20 minute wait. Oh, nice. Because everybody had worked their way back through the park. Yeah, that's def that's definitely a way to go about that. And of course, most boozies know this. Try to show up during the week if you can. Yep. Yeah. Show up on the weekends. You're not going to be able to do as much without a fast pass. Yeah, exactly. I try to avoid do it buying that because that's less money I would have to go to other parks. But yeah. I have the blessing of being off on weekdays during the summer. So that helps me out a lot. And I realize a lot of people don't have that opportunity. That's why I saved my vacation time. <laughs> yep. Totally. Okay. So now we're going to move forward from talking about coasters and theme parks. And I really want to focus on your passion for photography because on social media, that is what really caught my attention and made me interested in hearing your story learning more about you. And, you know, in the evenings when I'm just trying to have some time to decompress, looking at your photos can just be a happy time. Please tell our audience about your history with photography. Kind of what inspired you to get started? And, you know, what kind of pictures did you start out with? 
and then bring us into how your photography has evolved into what it is today. Cool. Awesome. Um, started, it really started uh, with my wife. My wife, uh, we bought her a camera one, uh, one Christmas here at, uh, we moved here to Virginia uh, back 2014, 2015. And uh, she really likes the wildlife. Moving back here, there's so much wildlife compared to what California was where we were at that um, she just loved shooting wildlife and, and taking pictures. And um, she enjoyed also when we went to the park, she would take try and take pictures of the shows and stuff like that. And she enjoyed that. And uh, one, one year she talked about just, um, you know, how about we get a camera? Why don't you get a camera so that you can share that with, we can share that together and do that together as a, as a doing it as a team, you know, going when she's shooting, I'm just not walking around, you know? And, um, so I ended up getting a camera and uh, started out with like nature photography okay. and going down and shooting, you know, deer, snakes, you know, we love shooting reptiles and all that stuff, not shooting, but photographing, uh, um, them and posting those and enjoying that and, and sharing those photos. And we started going to Bush Gardens. I just started taking my camera and, uh, We'd both take pictures of the shows and start doing that. And it became a challenge to, to get some of that stuff, you know, to shoot a, how do you shoot a coaster? It's going so fast. And how do you do that on manual on automatic mode? You know, it's kind of hard. So it really became where Bush gardens. I learned how to become a photographer at Bush gardens. And I know that sounds weird, but think about it. You have people there. You learn to shoot people. You learn to shoot coasters, which are fast. You learn to shoot nighttime events. You learn to shoot shows. And, you know, all the different flowers and, and wildlife that they have to offer there, too. So, and that's where the passion took, took over is just I started doing that. It became a challenge to do that and to uh, shoot all these different things. And I just kidney candy shot. I'm going to shoot this. I'm going to shoot this. And, you know, uh, it became something I really, really enjoyed then out of that just out of the thing of not being able to wanting to share my pictures just with some friends and stuff i created bgw photo fan and um started posting pictures to there and and people were enjoyed them so and then it just became to where i became more and more of a passion and i was grown to learn how to use my camera how to shoot different things. I've had people at the park that uh, that are old photo photographers there that have been around for a long time that have documented a lot of the history, like your Rob Cody's and your and your uh, Todd Ferranis, and uh, they really helped me a lot in that you know that journey. And um, now it's just become a passion that I love to do. I love going to the park and shooting stuff, shooting people, and uh, getting 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 those shots that no one else really gets like you mentioned before and that that really is something that I really enjoy doing and you know something you said in that summary of your history of photography really particularly resonated with me you said like a kid in a candy store I I never really thought about it until you said it but you know Looking at your pictures, I told you, you can really can make me really feel like I'm seeing the theme park for the first time, even though I've seen it several times. 
does that for you to create an experience when you go to that park that is a first for you? Yeah, I mean, I get excited about, you know, if I get a shot, I have to take a picture and I'm I mm-hmm. like, wow, that that is a picture I've been trying to get. Like one of the hardest shoot shows for me to shoot is Celtic Fire there. I don't know if you've seen that show there. Um, but they have a show there, Celtic Fire, and it's amazing. It's one best show forever, yeah, uh, theme park show. And um, getting to shoot that and learning to shoot that and then mm-hmm. trying to find the angles to shoot. And um, I finally, I think I, I think I found the right angles and the right settings to get to shoot those correctly and have those come out correct. And, and it's, 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 it's exciting for me as a kid, you know, it's like, Oh, look, look, mom, I, you know, look, I got this great yeah. picture. You know? you know, I'll yell at my wife, you know, while I'm at it, look at this. I got this. I finally got this. I've been trying to get this for years, you know, and being able to create those pictures and stuff. And, you know, just yeah, this, to me, it was the first time hearing you say that of thinking, wow, you know, that could almost make that theme park visit be like visiting the park for the first time. When you finally see, you know, you finally see that new angle. You look at it in a different way. It's the first time you see it. See it, it's like, wow, that's actually been here the whole time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Bush Gardens does such a beautiful job of 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 decorating the park in whatever season they're at. And then the the flower department that I mean, the horticultural department that they have there is is second to none. It's just you yes. know it's. I, I can just leave work and go there. I'm, I'm 15 minutes mm-hmm. away from the park. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm blessed to be that close. And, yeah. uh, and, uh, and just go there. And in 15, 20 minutes of walking through the park and looking at the flowers, looking at mm-hmm. the train, it's, 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 it's a relaxing. It's kind of my yeah. escape, our escape for my wife and I, because, you know, you know, go through marriage and stuff. You go through a lot of stuff with your kids and life mm-hmm. and jobs and all that stuff. This has become our escape. You know, the photography, the going to the park and, and meeting up and just talking to people and, and uh, enjoying the conversations with people. It's, it's amazing. Oh, it's incredible. I could only be so blessed to have a place so beautiful 15 minutes away. That's yeah, awesome. So... Talk, you've told us a lot about your history coming up through photography and the different experiences you've had. Let's talk about your photography today. What are the different types of pictures that you specialize in now? And what's your favorite type that you take and why? Um, I specialize, I started my photography company from recently, last year. Um, doing that and I love doing working with people on that on photography and you know cosplay that's amazing I love doing the cosplay pictures because it's, it's an adventure type thing I love doing those I just love um, uh, people just engagement photos I just did an engagement photo session that I just posted uh, on my site that I was very happy with and it just they were so fun and so loving and it's just to be a part of that process and be a part of their life and to take some picture of something that they will hopefully keep for the rest of their life and keep that as a great memory that they have to walk away with um but i love shooting just about anything right now you know i'm doing 
I'm working with a makeup artist from King's Dominion here uh, the 20th and the 27th. We are doing a special, uh, she's doing all this makeup um, set up for something she's wanted to do, create, and I'm going to shoot it for her. She asked me to shoot it for her, and I'm excited about that because it's something I've never done. It's going to challenge me, and it's it's exciting. And to be able to be able to do what I love on the side right now is just, it's amazing. It's, it's a blessing to be able to do that and to have my wife help me the whole time. She's, she's been a big part of helping and, and being a part of that. That's, you know, it's great to have a, a great person to stand behind you and, and support you and be a part of that and work with you on that. Well, it's so great that you have support of your wife behind every passion that you have that's absolutely fantastic and we'll talk more about that here in a little bit because i know you had some things you wanted to share with our audience as well about your wife and your marriage and we'll get to that more here in a moment looking at the types of photographs that you currently take it just made me think of a couple of questions when you were discussing that. I know you said taking engagement photos and I, I'm aware that you take pictures both in the parks and out of the parks. Yes. One of the most fun stories I like to read sometimes, are you know, like these people that get engaged or get married in a park or at a roller coaster. Have you had anyone ask you to take those types of photos at a park? Well, I've done I've done post engagement picture for someone that it, it's a long time was a long time but they never got engagement photos at the park and they got engaged at the park so it was yeah. past time it was like almost six months a year later we did those I missed one of the dancers for uh, for one of the shows for Monsters Tom um, her her fiance had contacted me that morning. And asked me, I'm mean, told me that I was gonna, he was gonna go and uh, propose to her right after one of the shows at five o'clock. Could I be there? And I was like, I'm like, I'm the farthest away I can be right now <laughs> to get uh -huh. there for that. So I missed being able to do that. I would have loved to capture that because I've known Dina, who got, who's the one who got engaged for a while, and it would have been amazing to be able to capture that. But you know. I, Capturing moments like that it would be amazing. So yeah, it, it would. I've I've heard so many of those stories, and I'm sure if you keep at this long enough, that opportunity. I did. I, I did do a wedding down there. I forgot all about that. Ooh. July Fourth uh, wedding that they did not last year. I think it was a year before. Um, I was contacted by a a couple, and they were getting married. Uh, getting married. And they asked Bush if they could do it down there at the bottom of uh, Loch Ness down there where the, the bridge is over the water. And they agreed to it. And I was able, they invited me to come down and shoot the wedding for them. And uh, that was awesome. That was amazing. That was, that was a highlight of being able to do that. Be at my favorite park, to do something amazing, to be a part of their lives, to capture that for them. That was, that was so fun. That's fantastic stories. Thank you for sharing now, I know when we were talking back and forth on social media, you mentioned that you also have some accomplishments as a photographer. Would you please share with our audience the accomplishments that you have 
achieved so far? Yeah, I've been, I've been, you know, I've been posted on Bush Garden site a long time ago. They used to use my, some of my pictures uh, for that. That was, to me, that was an accomplishment to have one of my pictures or a couple of my pictures used on their site. That was awesome. But I've also been um, uh, published twice in, I had one of the um, guitars from Celtic Fire, who was a musician. I did headshots for him, but I didn't know what the headshots were for. And I did body shots and stuff with his music because he does music music on the side. And then he uh, wrote me about a month later and said, hey, look, um, just want you to know you're now a published photographer. And I'm like, what? And he sent me the link. And it had the, all the pictures that I had taken either at, on stage and the ones that I did around um, town there and when they did the interview they used those pictures for that and that was that was uh being published there for that that was pretty amazing that was a highlight i was i was on cloud nine <laughs> for a while on that and then um uh last year um i did a cosplay uh for a young girl named kaylee she's uh pennywise is what her uh, instagram sign is but she does scary makeup and she does it to amazing accuracy of scary people so uh, she did the character it oh that's not interesting yeah, yeah it's really it's it's yeah it's, it's it was scary she did she did amazing and uh they asked me if i would do the the photos for those and i said yeah sure i'd love to do that and i was you know you know the Makeup's not gonna be that good, you know. I'm just trying to prepare myself, you know. Like I'm, I'm gonna do these shots for her and stuff. And I was, you know, but I was excited to do it because I love shooting anything and hadn't done a cosplay like that before. Let me tell you, this little girl came. She had the makeup to a T. She did all the makeup herself, and she nailed the pictures like no other one. I she I didn't even have to guide her that much at all. She the pictures speak for themselves. And they ended up getting into a uh, cosplay magazine co called Cosplay Kingdom uh, or Kingdom Cosplay. And uh, they got published also in there. And I got the, um, those in there. So that, that was another accomplishment. So that was pretty amazing. I loved it. Well, you have quite a resume <laughs> that you've built so far. That is extremely exciting. And I'll tell you, nothing feels better than just, be, you know, being randomly recognized yeah. for stuff that you're doing. And you're not really doing it for the recognition. You're just doing it for fun. It's a passion. It's my love. And if I, if, you know, and, and, and to be honest, uh, sometimes the recognition I get from people is like, okay, yeah, that's, thank yeah. you. I, I accept that. But it's just still, mm -hmm. it's, it's uncomfortable for me, you know, because, I look at things a little bit differently. I look at, you know, I'm hard on myself and hard on what I do. And, uh, you know, to someone come and say, you know, oh, that's amazing. You do, you know, it's a little uncomfortable for me, but, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for them. You know, I'm blessed that they're people that enjoy what I do and can take what I do and get an enjoyment out of it. And I'll tell you, through my years experience in various areas, the best always are the hardest on themselves yeah. they're their own biggest critic but you know with anything you seem a lot like me 
and, and I'm this way with everything I commit myself to my career as a teacher, you know, podcasting, my physical fitness. I'm either all in or I'm not wasting my time. I want to you know, <laughs> yeah. keep learning. I want to keep learning. I want to yep. keep improving, keep chasing that carrot, you know, raising the bar and getting better. Oh, absolutely. And, and the only way to do that is to self-reflect. Look yep. at what you're not doing well and, you know, make changes, make adjustments as you go, you know, and then and when you get there, place more again. Yeah, learn from those mistakes and learn learn how to improve on those things. Yeah. And that's and basically one of the things that's helped me more than anything else is to be humble. If you yep. see someone that's doing something better than you, ask them yep. how you do that. I do that all the time. I do that all the time. Yeah. Because, because, you know, that's, that's the thing. I mean, there's a lot of people that have helped, helped me through those processes and learning those. And Mm -hmm. there's people that are doing stuff and I'm like, wow, that, that's absolutely amazing. You know, how did you do that shot? You know, and they're like, why are you asking me You're You're, you're a whatever photographer. I'm like, no, that picture is beautiful. It's amazing. And I applaud that for people. I try and be, try and be the biggest, biggest fan, you know, and, and, there's a there's a young lady that I've been working with uh, recently with um, Lizzie. She works at Bush, not anymore. Uh, she's going to a college uh, here in Georgia that's for photography and working with her. And she is just coming out with some amazing stuff. And I'm just like, wow, awesome, amazing stuff that you're doing. And, and she has an eye that I don't even see, you know, and that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. And it's like, I might be this level of photographer, but my brain is always thinking you're as, you're as strong as your biggest weakness. So (laughs) I might be able to do all of these things well, but here's what I'm still working on. And will you please help me with that? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I ask those questions all the time. Uh (laughs) I, I still go to people. I still research stuff and I still ask them. It's like, you know, I'm not a, I'm not ashamed to ask because mm-hmm. that's the only way you can learn. I mean, that's the way I've learned stuff in life Absolutely. is asking and, and keep persisting on that. So my principal, we actually had my end of the year conference last week. And, you know, one of the things we were talking about is the fact that I've been in this, in the teaching field now for 24 years, I'm 19 years in a very high at risk inner city school, you know, this is not a population that's easy for everybody to walk in and educate. And I've, I've not called for the first time ever, like all year. I mean, each year has been getting less and less and less. I've not had to call for assistance like security or anything with one kid in my classroom all year. Wow, that's awesome. None. None. I mean, it's been like each year's just gotten better and better and better. But this year's been my best. And, you know, a lot of teachers at my point in the game are like, they're burnt out. They're they're waiting on retirement. And I I can't be that way. Can't be that way. It's just a a miserable way to exist. 
all day, every day. You're making everybody else miserable right along with you. Um, I definitely, um, I definitely applaud you for being a school teacher and doing that because that's that's a hard thing to do nowadays. And yeah. and to 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 things are tough now, and teaching is not an easy thing to ask. I applaud you for doing that and sticking mm -hmm. with that. That's amazing. She asked me because she's like, "How is it that you know?" the kids will do this way, you know, for one adult, but they're when, when they're with you, it's a 180, you know, and it largely depends on, you know, who the adult is at the road. You yeah. know, what is it that you're doing differently than you've done before? You know, each year has gotten better, but what, if, what is it that you're doing differently now? And I told her, I said, the answer is easy. I am literally always learning. Like what we were discussing. Yeah. Yep. As Very soon important. as I see someone with that one child that I'm not able to, to connect with, and that adult's making a connection, I'm like, come here. <laughs> we need <laughs> to talk. You know, tell me what I'm not doing that I need to do. What you know, here's what I am doing. What do I need to do differently? You know, just just yeah. constantly making adjustments and modifications yeah. to get you know to build those relationships to get the kids to want to do for me because you know that's key there's not a lot of home support and that sort of thing from a lot of them so getting them to want to do for you is the name of the game yeah that, that's where it's all at and if you're not cutting the mustard find somebody that is and learn how to cut it with them yeah. Okay. So I'm sure a lot of our listeners are very curious about being able to view, view your artwork and learn more about it. Please share with us where listeners are able to look at your artwork and purchase it if they would like to do so. Well, I have a... I'm website. sorry. Let me say that again. I didn't say it right. I need to ask that question again. I said artwork. I don't know why I said that. So I'm going <laughs> to ask it again. Okay. So I'm my brain got tired. Teach your brain. Anyway, I, so yeah. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are very curious after listening to you talk about your photography and hearing me talk about your photography and the fantastic work that you do, being able to view your work and learn more about it and purchase it possibly. Please share with our audience where they're able to look at your artwork and purchase it if they would like to do so. I said it again. Oh my God, I'm done. <laughs> all right, this is all getting edited out because my brain is. <laughs> no problem. All right. So I'm sure after listening to you, to you discuss your photography, a lot of our listeners have become very curious about being able to look at your photography and some may be even thinking about purchasing it for their home office or, you know, some other location that they like to spend time in. Please share with our audience some of the places that they're able to view your photography and purchase it if they would like to do so. Well, one of the first places you can look at is on Instagram at the BGW photo fan. On Instagram uh, that's my main site for bush gardens 
uh, and other content for like, you know, Carowinds, King's Dominion, and all that. Uh, that's my main site. I also have for my photography site for doing photography is Randy Davidson Photography. Uh, I push at, uh, at Instagram also and on Facebook. Um, they can also go to my website. It's uh, also www.randydavidsonphotography.com. And that, those are the three main sites you can do it. And Facebook is also Randy Davidson uh, BGW Photo Fan. Now, are they able to purchase through all of those sites as well or just one in particular? Well, there's not a lot of um, – I. I haven't really offered a lot of my stuff for purchase as far as like that. I've had a few people ask about it, um, but if they are interested, they can, they can contact me, direct link me through Instagram or, or email me at uh, Randy Davidson photography one at gmail.com. And I'll send you all that information um, and uh, discuss that. I'd be love to, you know, make some of that available. So. Okay, and is that what the ways that you can be contacted as well if they would like to set up an appointment with you to get photographs taken? Uh, the best way is through my website at randydavidsonphotography.com. Go there. Uh, and right in the middle of the second thing on the page is the contact. Contact me there and uh, set me, uh, send me a it sends me a message directly to my email and gives me a notification. And I will contact you back as soon as possible. Just get as much information as you're looking for. I mean, if you're looking for pictures done at the park, I've done that before. I've done two different uh, two different coaster people at the park. Um, so, I, and they came. I did their photographs around the park, and they really enjoyed those photos, and I enjoyed doing those. So, is that something you're thinking about? Yeah, uh, hit me up. I'd be glad to do that. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that, and. Guys, I'm telling you, if you've not seen his photography, check it out. Take a look. And you may just decide you want to hit him up for some business because he does very high quality work. Thank you so, so much. So one of the topics also, in addition to theme parks, coasters and photography that you have communicated to me that you are very passionate about is your marriage and your relationship with your wife. And I'll tell you, for being a school teacher, you know, and just looking at the world in general, I see so many more split relationships, you know, divorces, single parents, and that sort of thing than our generation saw growing up i mean i know i grew up in a very small town and you know single parents and that sort of thing at least back in the 80s for me was something that wasn't really heard of a lot and it seems to be you know very common right now no judgment towards anybody or anything like that it's just something i've observed in society in general one of the things our audience listens for the most with our podcast, you know, is advice, inspiration, and help, not just, you know, with fear facing and coasters, but with life in general. What tips would you like to share with our listeners 
on making a marriage last and how you've made your marriage last. And share with us how many years you all have been married. Uh, we just celebrated our our 37th year. I've been married 37 years. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, we've been, uh, we've been, we married pretty young. Uh, we were both 19 when we got married. Um, um, turning 20 uh, uh, the next month, but uh, we both turned 20. Okay. Um, we've been married for that long. It's uh, been, you know, um, you know, there's like anything, it's the hard time. It's a hard thing, both of us. Uh, both of us got married. We both didn't, uh, we're not very mature in aspect. I had no clue in going into marriage and, and stuff. And I don't know why she put up with me, but here we are 37 years and she's going to get sainted, I swear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, she's my best friend. I mean, I really don't have, I have friends that I talk to and all that, but she's someone that I always want to be with around i don't like going places without her um you know if even if you know hey go to the theme park take pictures yourself no i don't want to go because you're not with me i'd rather you go with me you know um that's just the thing is that we do a lot we try and do a lot together you know um we've raised two kids that have had um speaking of issues you know they suffer from depression and anxiety those okay. were those were both struggles that they both uh have dealt with um mm -hmm. and my daughter recently has gone through that quite a bit um but you know it's just sticking together and and getting through those things and trying to find the best way to help them get through that because we both struggle for the same thing the kids got it from us you know uh, those anxieties and struggles and stuff and um you know just working together to try and get them healthy and, and the right thing so um, just, you know, being, being friends, that's it. Doing things together, you know, date nights, we, we go out a lot <laughs> to our, with ourselves, you know, with ourselves, we enjoy it. We like going hiking together and, and photography and obviously the parks. She is now, she wants to go visit all the different parks now. So, and ride all the different coasters. So that's exciting. You know, that's something we can do together and, uh, enjoy that. And now my photography business, she's, she's, she is, um, uh, hole in on it and has really supported uh on that and you know and hopefully make it into something that we can you know maybe i can quit my job eventually later in life and um do this full time you know hopefully you know but it's it's a it's a it's friendship and that's that's where it mostly hangs in, keeping that friendship together that okay. well, thank you so much for sharing those words of wisdom. And I hope when I come back to Virginia, I'm able to not just meet you, but this fantastic wife of yours. She sounds like a lovely lady. <laughs> She's amazing. She's put up with me. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Um, you yeah. know, in your story, it reminds me a bit of my own parents. My parents got married when my mom was 17. Wow. Yeah. And uh, she hadn't even graduated high school yet. And yeah. she was in that headstrong mode. She was headbutting, butting heads with her parents. And they're like, oh, you're not getting married this young. Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> and she decided she was going to do it. 
And I remember when I was young, you know, and they, like you said, they were very young too. They were inexperienced with the world. Things were, were not easy. Yeah. But, but they stuck it out. And, you know, listening to the whole anxiety and depression, something I'll share with you as well, is, you know, there are anxiety, depression, bipolar disorder also runs down my mother's side of the family. And, you know, when my son was diagnosed with autism when he was younger, it was like, wow, where did this come from? Absolutely. Yeah. Really totally understand what autism was until I started reading about it and researching it. And then I realized it was as plain as a nose on my face. I never really educated myself about it, that my mother had it and she was undiagnosed and her father had it as well. Oh, absolutely. And, and um, I told you, you know, kind of my son's story, he had battled with depression at one point. And my daughter, she just turned 14. This has actually surfaced later on started showing some symptoms towards the end of elementary school yep. and things got progressively more difficult through middle school. She's starting high school next year. Just a month ago, she was diagnosed on the spectrum as well. Wow. Yeah. And she, she with mixed anxiety and depression, she yep. also has ADHD. So we're, we're making progress. We're working, we're working on that. But you know, it, one of the things that really, struck me and I've learned because it's like I said, you know, always learning, always try to get better in every area, you know, that includes as a parent as well. Yes. Intelligent girls in particular with autism fall through the cracks. You know, it's passed off as being lazy, being rude, you know, just, just different sorts of things oh, that, yeah. it's, that it's really not. And um, I'm glad I done that, you know, really done the research and educated myself and then started, you know, looking bit by bit by bit at the family history because the older she gets, the more her behavior was starting to resemble my mom's, yeah. which not, not from the bipolar standpoint, but from the autism too, I'm convinced she had that. You know, just back in a small town of Maysville with 10,000 people 50 years ago was never a thing. You know, it's just yeah. not something I thought of. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, I'm totally with you on doing absolutely everything you can to help your child. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, like you're talking about with you and your wife, you got to take care of yourself. Yes, that's very important. Do what's good for you. So you can do good for do what's good for everybody else. Yep, I think you hit the nail on the head. You can't pour from an empty cup. So, yep. yeah, absolutely. So our next question is one that we just added to the podcast this season, and I'd like to put it in context for you before I ask it, because so you're not like, why in the world is she asking me this question out of the clear blue? <laughs> um, we had a very big fan of the podcast he was also a guest the first season and this was before i joined the podcast i didn't know him but he was a good friend of david's he was also associated with coaster kids dustin listra was his name he 
unexpectedly passed away last year at the age of 16. Wow. And having a son that's 17 and a daughter that's 14, you know, anytime I see stuff like that, it really just makes me do a double take and think. You know, we talked about, you know, do as every day, do as much good as you can for as many people as you can. Yep. And I really try to approach each day with live today like it's your last. Because you never know when it is. You know, and try to not have regrets that you didn't have time to go back and make right. You know, just do as much good as you can each day. Even when you don't feel like it. When you, do, when you don't feel like it, push yourself and try to do even a little bit more. Yeah. So keeping that mindset in context, you know, we really, as a podcast team, team, started talking about the word legacy. What type of legacy would you like to leave for your family, friends, and colleagues when you leave this world? How do you want to be remembered? Wow, that's a that's a a big question. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, when the good Lord decides it's time to go, it's time to go. I I just hope that, you know, I was a good father, you know, and and that I treated people well. That's that's the the main thing is that, you know, I treated people well and 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 was an influence and helped them in some way. That's you know, that's the biggest thing It's just making sure that I. I've done that, being a good father, good husband, um, and being able to uh, make sure that I've helped somebody, help people through my life, you know, that have uh, that needed help. So that would be my legacy, knowing that hey, if I did that, that's that's legacy I want. So I absolutely love that, and that's one of the things too. And I've never really talked about this much here on the podcast. That as a teacher or, you know, sometimes even life at home with kids, when you have those worst day ever kind of days where it feels like everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. And then the one thing that you thought was going to go right went wrong too, you know, in order to not get stuck in a rut, you know, I really start to try to start every day. Every day is a new day. New mindset it is your opportunity to start again and do it over, you know, start again and Absolutely. do it better. You know, just basically, you know, start over and try again when, and what, so one of the things in that mindset, I have really started purposefully forcing myself to do on those awful days if it's at work or if it's on wherever, I will force myself to sit down and think of something that went right. And then when I think of one thing that went right, there's usually several other things that went right as well. And nine times out of 10, the stuff that went wrong is really far less than the things that went right. It's just my brain made such a big deal out of it 
it felt like that's all I did the whole day. So, you know, it's like, okay, what good did you do when you were at school here today? What kid needed you to be here today? And, you know, once I sit, sit down and think about that, there's always good to be found. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. there's, there's stuff in there. You got to look for it. And, and typically day to day, I mean, you're, you're going to get what you look for. If yep. you look, if you look for the bad, yeah, it's going to be there. There's no perfect situation anywhere, <laughs> anywhere you go. But if you look for the good, you're going to find a lot more of that. Yeah, nine, nine out of 10 times we're our worst enemy. I mean, there's a song about band that I used to listen to. It was called me against me against me. And mm -hmm. that is, and it's a, it's a song that really res always resonated with me. It's like, okay, is this me against me against me? Is it, is it, Am I piling on myself? Am I am I am I bringing this to more than it is? And nine ninety mm -hmm. nine percent of the time, it's the case. You know, yeah. learning to to not fight yourself over something that you don't need to fight yourself over. And and you had said it. You know, uh, music's always played a big part in my my our lives here. Music and movies in our family. You know, we're either quoting music or we're either quoting uh, movies, but one of my all-time favorite songs was uh, by a band called P.O.D. And uh, it's uh, alive, and it, it, it says what you had said, you know, every day is a new day. I'm thankful for every breath I take. Uh, I won't take it for granted. I learn from my mistakes. And uh, it's what's beyond my control. I've got to let go in this lifetime. And it goes on, and and it, it that is a song that will forever be what I've got to hang on to. That's a song that will always be my, you know, my call song to get to, mm -hmm. you know, you know, and that, that's really helped me through a lot of things. So. Absolutely. I've got one here lately too. I've really started listening to a lot as well. Music has always been a very big part of my life. And that's one of the reasons, of course, I've got a ton of coaster tattoos, but one that really connected with me that I just got recently was the Fury Treble Clap was because one, I love Fury, but two, I was a very accomplished trumpet player for a long time. I mean, all the awesome. way through college, had my bachelor's degree in music education, almost went into trumpet performance. I played pretty regularly up until probably about 10 years ago and I just started getting into other things. But I still, you know, listen to music a lot. And it's not as much of the instrumental music these days. But I found, you know, like that the music of my youth, it really takes your head back, you know, to yep. when you were younger, you were carefree. It just keeps my mind in a happy place. Well, you know, in the process of listening to that, I discovered this song I'd never heard before until like last year, Follow Your Heart by Scorpions. Oh, and, Scorpions. Oh, my band. goodness. Yes. And it's just like, it's just, Every word of that song is like this chapter of my life, you know, yeah. finding my potential. Your story's not finished yet. You know, what's coming next? What's around the corner? You know, and every morning before I go into the school building, I sit in the car and I listen to my music. And I turn it up pretty loud. You know, it just gets me in that carefree, happy mindset, helps me wake up. And then I go in and I feel like whatever challenges of the day come my way, I'm, I'm relaxed, I'm chill, I've got it, I can handle it. 
Yep, absolutely. All right. So that brings us to our last question. We were talking earlier, you know, about our listeners and our audience, which is what this podcast is for. And really, you know, what it's all about. It's for our, it's for our fans to help in any way that we can. Most of our listeners listen for a variety of reasons. You know, they like to hear the fear journey. Some of them are trying to face and overcome fears of their own. A lot of just listening for, you know, inspiration and life advice in general. Keeping that in mind, what advice would you like to share with our listeners? And this can really be about anything at all you would like to make it about. Coasters, theme parks, or totally non-related at all. What what advice would you like to give? Wow, that's uh, just, you know, with your passions, follow your passions, you know, and, and, and stick with that and always stick with it and try and when the tough times come in those things, still push through those things, do that and be kind to people and, and love, love people where out, no matter where they're at in their lives or in their stage of their lives, um, love them because that's, that's what we're asked to do is to love people and, um, be kind to them and, no matter if someone's different than you, someone's, you know, doesn't think the way you do. And, you know, someone doesn't, you know, think that the certain coaster is what you think, you know, mm-hmm. and the other thing, you know, just love them and, and treat them like you want to be treated, you know, give the same grace that you expect to get. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that's, um, that's important. So that's please, a, if you can't help, don't hurt. There you go. Get out of the way. <laughs> yep. And, I, you know, we're all in those situations sometimes. Sometimes it's easier, you know, to be kind and loving than others. And if you're, you know, if you're in that mindset where you just can't or won't, then please just don't hurt. That's right. Absolutely. You know, that's the flip side of that. Well, I want to thank you so much for sharing your story with me and being our guest this evening. I've really learned, loved hearing more about you and getting to know you personally and professionally. I want to thank you for being our guest on the podcast and I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. I, I enjoyed uh, speaking with you and uh, sharing my passion of both theme parks and photography with you. I mean, I get to speak with that and, that excites me to no end to be able to talk on those things well it's been a privilege thank you very much thank you if you enjoyed today's episode be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast if you want to see more of us we upload every friday be sure to like us on facebook instagram twitter and youtube all at coaster challenge links are in the description below thanks for joining us here today